GM podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined as always by Matthew Chamberlain. How's it going, Matt? I'm so good. I'm well rested. I'm ready for the season to finally get started. Man, it is going to be October 1st this week, and you know what that means? That means NBA basketball is coming back. Finally. Finally. It's been like the drought since, I mean, like from June to now feels like 10 years. Oh, yeah, it does. Since like free agency kicked off. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot has changed. I was looking back at 50 episodes ago, our episode one podcast, mm-hmm. uh, outline notes, and there, there's been a lot of changes, Matt. I don't know if you're aware of this. A lot happens in the NBA. Over the course of a year. Over the course of a year. Uh, but before we get into what our topic is today, which is the NBA season preview, uh, let me remind you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, and give us a rating and review. If you haven't already, we would greatly appreciate that. Matt, what happened in episode 49 that people need to know about? 50. Oh, episode, episode 50. 50. I never Come changed the on. notes. Come on. Uh, I'm bad. Well, we talked about how Marco Fultz got his option picked up, um, and now we've seen some shooting videos of him. That's coming back. Uh that's a thing unfortunately i feel bad for him but uh orlando's giving him a shot uh sean livingston retired usa finished in seventh at fiba whether we cared about that or not mostly not but <laughs> threw it out there um and then we did a little game of nba this or that so ryan posed me a series of questions for example would you rather have De'Aaron fox or jamal murray and then a few more after that really good ones it was a fun episode. It was a good episode 50. De'Aaron Fox, by the way. De'Aaron in, Fox. In case you didn't hear it, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. But go listen to the rest. There are about 14 others that are really good. Really mm-hmm. good conversations. Matt, this is our season preview podcast. Hey. For the tw- 2019-2020 season, which is crazy to say. It's going to be a mouthful to say over and over. It is. I don't, I wish we could just say this year, but then like that doesn't make any sense because yeah, no, there right. were games played in. When people go back and listen to this podcast through historical archives, they need to know what year you're. Yeah, talking Yeah, when about. the aliens come down and listen <laughs> to podcasts and find out what true NBA podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> so uh, traditional, uh, what we did last year, which is crazy, we actually are Tra- lapping traditionally. around <laughs> on, on podcasts now. Uh, we did. Teams that take a step forward, teams that take a step back, seasonal awards, and then we talked about playoffs. Uh, just kind of grouped playoffs. We didn't necessarily give our one through eight uh, where we think they're going to finish. We group tier one, tier two, yeah. tier three, etc. But our first point has got to be teams that take a step forward, and we're going to start off in the Eastern Conference. Matt, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, teams take a step forward. Let's go with Atlanta. I like it. So... And part of me is like, is Atlanta even going to make the playoffs? But considering yes. that they... Yes, uh, they will. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> considering where they're coming from, um, which was a couple years ago, a just pit of misery, and flashes of Trey Young whenever he wasn't turning the ball over 12 times a game. <laughs> to, uh, okay, maybe there's something here. I feel like there's some momentum for this team going yep. forward. They had a good draft, I would say. Um, I overall liked what they did. And uh, if you're banking on their their young guys taking a step, which uh, I think Trey Young takes a step. I don't know if it's a massive Jason Kidd 
type of step or if it's like how Tatum took a step but it wasn't the leap that we all want. If Treyon can take something, Herder take something, I'm a huge John Collins guy. So <laughs> I'll I'll go down with that ship. Um I just think that there's there's something with this team. And also, um, they get to play Washington and Charlotte quite a bit. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> times. So um, being in the, the same division. So I'm just counting that as like six wins. So you're, you're playing with a little bit of house money. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're like thinking, okay, like maybe like 40 wins is like to get into the playoffs in the East. It's like yeah. six wins is... You need to come up with 34 uh-huh. others. Like, that's it. That's and your... That, that's it. And, like, you can do that as the... How disparaging is that? Though, like, that's all you need um, to, to get in. But, like, that's why I'm thinking, like, it's it's reasonable for this team to, like, do that. And considering that they, uh, they had, like, an up-and-down season, I would say nothing, like, that's overly, overly inspiring. But, like, 29 wins. It's a step up from 24 the year before i i think that they're closer to 40 than they are 30 yeah wins yeah and if you can be that then that's a plus 10 step up like i mean i don't know how many other teams can take that kind of leap in the east yeah i mean uh, I, I, I like you said the draft is was really good i we mm-hmm. both were pro pro atlanta hawk draft night um they didn't do crazy things like take bad players what I, yeah we won't get into it but anyway i just think that they they have a plus something this year yeah if at least if even if they don't make the playoffs it's a trend in the right direction at the very least and i think that's kind of where i my thought process was yeah. here i like that what about you mine's gonna be the miami heat mm. um it's more of a big dog here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my thought process here is going to be one: they got Jimmy Butler, so they got That's a superstar. Good. They've been searching for for a season since LeBron James left. Um, yeah, they kind of fell into a nice draft pick, I guess, with Tyler Hero. It's summer yeah. summer league hero, um, but like I don't. We're gonna have to see how that pans out before it, how he actually plays in actual NBA games before we pronounce him anything. Um, and I don't think they're done yet uh, in terms of making deals. Uh, CB3 has been floated out, but Pat Riley has been pretty bullish about going and getting superstars. Yeah. Whether that's good or bad for the team. And I think that Jimmy Butler is going to make this team much better and eventually get them into the playoffs and into the talk of, okay, maybe they can win one the first round and maybe make it interesting in yeah. the second round. Um, and that's a huge step forward for Miami from what they've been, which has been over the last couple seasons, bottom of the East. Yeah, mediocre. Mediocre. Kind of like 40, 40 wins. If, Middle if of the NBA, good. like right outside of the draft lottery, maybe to like that 14, 15 area, 16, yeah. where it's like, okay, you're not getting like a guy, but you're also not getting necessarily like a good rotation player either. Like good starters. Yeah. But like not usually more than like a third, third guy. Right. So like getting Jimmy Butler then elevates everyone else because they don't have to be the guy anymore or feel like they have to score too much. Just, just no hit, hit your shots whenever Jimmy passes you the ball wide open because he drew a double team. Yes. And also the Miami Heat are taking a step forward because they're getting Jimmy Butler and those Miami Vice jerseys. So, hey. like that, at a bare minimum, is a step forward for the entire league. 
Um, I think that's my bet on Miami. I don't, I don't, I don't see them being a championship contender this year, but I don't see them being way out of the playoff conversation. No, they shouldn't be. That would be a huge disappointment. That would be blow up the roster type of, and Jimmy Butler would be like, get me out of here. I know. Just laying on the beach. Just (laughs) send me back to Chicago, please. Uh, so let's go over to the West now. Who's taking a step forward in the West for you, Matt? So, again, not sure if they're making the playoffs, but I'm I'm going with New Orleans. Again, Ooh, okay. a team, again, really like the draft, of course. And that's not even just Zion. Like, of course, Zion. But, like, love what they did with all their other picks, too. Not a huge, huge Jackson, Fa- Jackson Hayes guy. But I liked Nikhil Alexander Walker mm. at seventeen. You could have flipped them for me, and I've been happy with that. Yeah. So you got them both. I mean, I guess whatever. It all all that really matters is how much you're paying each particular player. So in the, at the end of the day, no, no biggie um, there. But then the the Anthony Davis trade came out just about as good as I could have hoped for them. Um, not that I'm a Pelicans guy, but like just wanting to see like a team being able to like rebound and not go into. Just a total like downturn spiral. Purgatory like the Knicks or the Suns. Yeah. Around. So and I don't think that's that's where it'll be at all. Um, by getting Lonzo, Josh Hart, um, getting Brandon Ingram, like you just have something to work with there. I, I'm still a Drew Holiday fan. Always will be. Um, and JJ Redick, you somehow convinced him to come to you. So like, I just don't think this team's gonna be bad, and like 30 wins bad. So they won 33 games last year with half Anthony Davis, half him playing 10 minutes a game because <laughs> he wasn't playing the fourth quarter. I, don't know, I just think the team from top to bottom is better. Team 1 to 10 is better. Yeah, you don't have Anthony Davis anymore, but you have a lot of good players and a lot of good players that fit the system that they're trying to run. So like, I could see, again, more in this 40-ish range for this team which if they hit 40 that's a plus seven yeah so like that's that's a step forward and like the players also want quote-unquote want to be there um playing the system that actually works for them that's a step forward to me and like very clear building block so even if the win total doesn't get to like let's say 40 let's say it gets to 36 that's not as big of a win winning step forward as, as i might like but I feel like directionally they would be feeling so much better than they were at this time last year, knowing Anthony Davis wanted out at this point last year too. That's just kind of where I'm going with this team is the trajectory of the franchise is completely turned from where it was. And I like it. I like where they're going. Yeah. I mean, like it's a quick, I mean, they had a lot of things go right for them, but it was a quick kind of soft reboot, I guess. Yeah. Reboot of the franchise. Um, I mean, getting Zion helps. Of it, course. Also, it also helps that I think uh, Zion doesn't have to be this amazing dude in a year one. Like what we're expecting of Trey Young in year two is kind of ridiculous for a year two player. Yeah. Um, and like there's like known commodities on this team, which is really nice to have. Like JJ yeah. Reddick's. Derek Favors. Yeah, yeah. Holiday. Um, and they don't like all those are. It's back to the old adage we've talked about for a year now is, like, play guys who don't suck. And, and like, if I'm looking at their, like, ten guys, let's just say it. So, like, to me, their starters are, like, Holiday, Redick, Brandon Ingram, 
Zion, Derek Favors, none of those guys suck. Yeah, all those straight guys, up. like straight up. And then their second string, I think Lonzo is going to be the backup point guard. Good I player. Think, I think Alexander Walker, who I mentioned, I really like him. He can be backup too. Josh Hart, like Josh Hart, especially in a limited role. Good player. Kenrich Williams is a good NBA basketball player. He's just really smart, knows what to do. And then kind of betting on Jackson Hayes or Jaleel Oak for giving decent backup center minutes. But really, Zion's also going to eat some of those backup center minutes. So, like, I again, top 10 guys, no one really sucks. Maybe you're a little worried about backup center. But in today's NBA, I'll be a little worried about backup NBA center. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, who's the toughest backup center you're going to play is, like, Al Horford this year. Yeah, and that's like twice, right? Yeah. So like, who who cares um, what your backup center depth is really like, unless you're just getting pick and rolled to death by the Clippers. But like, okay, fine. Golden State got pick and rolled to death by the Clippers. Yeah. Like, it it can happen. It's fine. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. So that's why I'm just thinking like this team. Like, I, I I just like what they have. I like that they have young guys that can develop, and I like that they have experienced guys who are team guys, not just like the Jimmy Butler types, but like Drew Holiday wants everyone to be better. Yeah. Same thing with Reddick, same thing with Favors. Like, I just like when you have a good mixture and this team does. Yeah. I like it. I really like it. I think they're probably closer to the playoff team in year one of this thing than most people expect. And I think they're yeah. going to be a really fun league pass team. For sure. Oh, hundred percent. Um, my take a step forward team, which they already took a step forward last year. But I think they're going to take another step this year. Is the Sacramento Kings? Hey, Sacktown. I really. It's a terrible nickname, by the way. It is. It is awful. I I love. I mean, we talked about him at the top of the show, De'Aaron Fox. That dude's a monster. And I think Bagley's going to come along in year two even more. The concern about this team is one, like. All right, so is Bagley going to play the center or the four? Like, they still have to figure that out. Or the three. <laughs> they, they have to figure out this position yeah. thing. Because, like, they re-signed Harrison Barnes. To a lot of money. To a lot of money, and he wants to play the four. And the three. And, so, the th- like, and like, it's just like this me- mess at the four. You signed Trevor Ariza. <laughs> yeah, that, again, what... Are you just like stock trying to stockpile yep. all these, like, fours with yep, the you, Knicks? You went and got Bielitsa also last summer, like... What are we doing? The Knicks. <laughs> uh, I guess the new trend in the league is stretch four. I mean, like not, everyone's it's not stretch a tr- four now. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to be a stretch four. There's no threes in, anymore in the league. Anyways, I, I like what I think De'Aaron Fox and Bagley can do in the pick and roll. Yeah, um, that could be a lot of fun. And I think Buddy Heald is gonna shoot the lights out still this year. Like I don't really see a drop off in his production. Um, and they just have some nice pieces around the team. Yeah. And, like, I, Dwayne Denman. Good signing. Good signing. Like, it, it, it's just, like, I don't hate anything they have. And, like, I still don't see them as a playoff team, though. Like, that's my one thing is, like, I the next step for them would be to make the playoffs. And I think they're the nine this year instead of mm-hmm. what, 10, 11, whatever they finished. So, again, yeah. So, like, again, the step up being trajectory yes. is still trending in the direction you want it to. It's still going up. But there's just so many good teams in the West. That it's like, just not going to work. Like, it just might not happen this year. Yeah. And that's fine. 
That's fine. You don't need to like it. Doesn't... But to the Kings, is that fine? <laughs> or, they gonna, be, or, they, have... or are they going to be like, screw this? <laughs> I mean, they might hit the panic button halfway through the year. Like, if this team like ends up with like twenty five to thirty five wins, then that's I think a cause for concern. Yeah, but if they're plus thirty five, and they're like really competitive, and Fox still looks good, Bagley looks good. If they go into like the last week of the season and they're like right there at the eight. Like, that's a win for this organization. Yeah, it should be. And, like, I think that should be the expectation. It was like, all right, we're not going to make the playoffs probably, but if we're competitive in the last two weeks of the season, like, that's Let's huge. Go for it. Like, like, that's huge for us. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, so now we're going to go into teams that take a step back. This one's hard for me. This one is going to be interesting. I want to hear your take. So, I'm, I'm reading ahead. Let's start with the East and Matt. You go. You you just go. This one, this one hurt a little bit because I'm trying not to pick like an obvious team. Like Toronto's obviously taking a step. Back, yes. Right. Like yeah, yeah. we're we're not talking about them in this context. So I said Boston. Ooh. So I can you, I can see why you would pick them. So Boston last year was a really good team. And you lost Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. Like, whatever you do, it, it can be good, but it's not going to make that up. Just straight up. Along with also losing, like, Marcus Morris. I By the end, Terry Rozier, I was not his biggest fan at all. But, I mean, I knew what I had at backup point guard, at the very least. So, like, knowing, like, okay, you lost four of your top eight guys, and really, you're two of your top three if you want to say like Horford's three and Tatum's two but like even then I could very much make the case for Al Horford being our second best player um best player best player at times <laughs> for sure um like man that's a lot to lose yeah and like yes we brought in Kimba I, obviously fan of that move we made the best out of that situation Cantor for what we're paying him is fine I liked the draft Again, but nothing about it was, like, overly inspiring, you know? And so it's, like, the the team's going to feel better. It's going to be a more enjoyable team. But if you're saying that this team, it won, like, what, like, 48, 49 games this past year, something like that. Like, they're not going to win that many this year, I don't feel like. Like, they're going to win 44, 43, something like that. And, like, that's a minus five, minus six. Yeah. If I'm remembering how many games they won correctly last year. So, like, I don't see how this team is going to be better than they were last year. I don't know how record-wise they're going to be better. Unless Tatum is taking, like, a 25-point-per-game jump, which isn't impossible, but I'm not banking on it either. So, I'm going to say they take a step back, maybe to, like, a four, five, six. Like, definitively, like, that's the range for the playoff look. So, playoff team, obviously. But, like, that, there's just not that overly inspiring element to this team. That makes you think, like, they can be better than the top two, maybe top three teams. Like, I just don't see what realistically is going to get them over that hump. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough, when, like you said, whenever you... Whenever you lose a player of Kyrie's caliber. Mm-hmm. However, with his 
extra, whatever you want to, I don't want to say baggage because that's such a like negative connotation with his uh, extra stuff off the court, whatever it was, whatever you yeah. want to chalk it up to be. Yeah. Um, it might be a plus addition honestly. by subtraction. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But I know, I know what you're saying. Like in terms of like, man, he at least could get you like buckets like he could he could legit get you needed a bucket all right he was your dude and so like that was and i know you and i have talked a lot about this on air and off air like sometimes you just need a bucket getter yeah like just straight up like you don't even have to say score just a bucket getter and he was that kimba can also be that and has proven to be that for charlotte like just trying to keep them reasonably afloat but i don't know to me like there's still like Kyrie is better than than kimba even if you want to say it's marginal, still better. And then Al Horford is significantly better than any bigs we were able to bring in this offseason. Whether that's Cantor, the Frenchman, Poirier, drafting Grant Williams, like he's just substantially better. And with Hayward, like I'm gonna need him to actually play this year. Yeah. Like and play yeah. like play and play well. And I wanna believe it. I want so badly to believe it. But Ryan, I just can't. I can't do it yet. <laughs> Not until I see it. I, like, I get it. For like four straight games. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he almost put it together last season toward the end, but it, it he had like two really good games back to back, and I was like, "All right, let's get rolling into the playoffs." And then it's just like, you know what? Nah, we back to our seven points a game thing. <laughs> and just like kind of standing off yep. the side. Yep, totally. Man, can you believe the over-under for that team was, like, 59? <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, we're right. predicting them, like, 60-plus wins. And very clearly wrong, but, you know. Oh, geez. Stuff happens. Life happens in the NBA. All right, um, who's your step back, Ryan? My step back is going to be the Orlando Magic. Ooh. Um, for a couple reasons. Because, number one your starting point guard is still DJ Augustine. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Okay, like... Hit he, that game winner. He He's a good point guard, but, like, if you want this team to take a step forward, your solution at point guard is, yeah, let's run it back with DJ Augustine. It, it is hard to bank on that success in back-to-back years. <laughs> I, and, like, I get it. Believe me, like, you, you went out and got Markel Fultz. That's still an experiment waiting to happen. Your other point guard ish could be michael carter williams yeah come back gross uh like i'm looking at this apparently they have just like a ton of forwards like looking at this roster like you have al farouk amino yeah uh which is probably a four probably four aaron gordon three three four four jonathan isaac also four yeah and it's like, where are these guys getting... Vucevic, Bamba, Kim Birch. They don't even, like... And you drafted Chumo Kiki. Now, he's not going to play this year. He's not going to play, but... But still, like, what are you doing going forward? And, like, if you're like, okay, well, maybe we could trade him. He has to actually play NBA minutes before you trade yeah, him. That's a good no point. one's going to, like, oh, yeah, this this dude. Yeah, we want Chumo Kiki, the dude who played really well in the NCAA tournament, but... We won't see for another year. Yeah, I know. It was maybe a first-round draft pick before the NCAA tournament. And then played, like, yeah, two good games. And, like... Got hyped. I like... And got hurt. Vucevic, he was also playing for a contract last year. And you gave him that contract. And I'm not saying Vucevic is like, oh, I got my contract. I'm going to stop competing. But, but, I'm also, but I'm also saying that 
that could very be be a real thing. Yep. And you made this eight seed as a forty-one and forty-one, right? Like yeah. they they barely barely made, made it in. Barely made it. And I like there's I know the East is bad. I just don't think that. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs again this year. And a lot of people have them up towards like the five or six. Yeah, no. And I don't see that. Orlando Orlando ended up getting to 42. 42. Okay, so they're 42 and 40. Yeah. Yeah. I but they it, were fighting I, with like Charlotte and Detroit there at the end to get in. I think it's more like a 39-38 win team Ooh. this year. Which, I mean, that was completely reasonable last year too. They yeah. just happened to steal a few. And you steal a couple and you got in. So it's just what team's going to steal an extra couple this year to, to get into the bottom of the East playoffs? I, I, I don't think it's Orlando. I don't. That's fine. I just don't. I don't see it. I think there I, there's huge question marks for me around shooting and w- what their guard situation yeah. is still. And you, and, get, you, you have a good year and the teams figure you out. Yeah. And then you're, you're just kind of stuck then. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And I can understand that. That's kind of the ultimate thought there, I guess, is with the Orlando Magic, is they didn't really do anything except say, run it back. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the West. San Antonio Spurs. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> Matt, who is your... T- <laughs> uh, the wheels are falling off on this podcast, Matt. Have we gotten better in 50 episodes? No. <laughs> um, marginally. <laughs> if you don't take a step forward, you're taking a step back. Uh, we are the Orlando Magic. Um, my shot looks better than Markel Fultz, though. Oh, um, dang. Have you seen it? Did you watch the new videos? I didn't. That free throw is still kind of hitchy. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go, obviously, then San Antonio Spurs um, for my take a step back team in the West. So I know DeJounte Murray's coming back, though. I, I, I understand that. Derek White, at the end of the year, started to show stuff and was even kind of battling um, with Jamal Murray in the playoffs. Made that series go seven. To me, though, that was more of a Nuggets were struggling because they'd never been in the playoffs before rather than a, like, shout-out to the Spurs. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to this. Not a DeMar guy, not a LaMarcus Aldridge guy. <laughs> never have been, never will be. Didn't, didn't like him on their old teams, don't like him on their new team. Like, I'm just not there. So, I mean, I, I do wonder, are they just going to push it? Like, if this team, even if they got to, like, a not-so-great start, um, could be Pops last year, you know. Like, are they just going to say, we're just going to push through it, we're not selling off? I, I could see it happening, but at the same time, like, I just I don't know where the consistently good offense is coming from with this team. Like their starters are probably, assuming Murray's fully back, healthy, ready to go, which I think he will be. It's going to be Dejounte Murray, Derek White, Demar, Rudy Gay is probably going to have to start at the four, and Lamarcus Aldridge at the five. Even though he's already said I don't want to play the five, I don't know where else you're playing. Um, just, you know, if you play the four. Then this team's depth chart just goes to crap. Um, it just does, and their backups are going to be like Patty Mills, who he's overpaid. Like he's not, he's he's fine, but he's not good good anymore. Bryn Forbes and him will split some minutes. Bellinelli still there. I mean, taking up bad shots. You, there's a lot of hype around Lonnie Walker, but yeah. again, need him to play NBA basketball, not G League yeah. basketball. 
you signed Damari Carroll, which I think he's a good ninth or tenth guy now. But I think they need him to be more than a ninth or tenth guy. I think they need him to be like a sixth or seventh. I don't like that. I don't like Trey Lyles. I don't think he's a legit rotation player in the NBA. Oh. And I, I mean, you would think if he's been around the league for like four years now with a couple different like good teams, he would have kind of cracked the rotation consistently. <laughs> and what makes you think he's going to go to the Spurs and all of a sudden do it? Um, I mean, he could. But That's I'm, the Spurs thing, though. Is taking that guy who it's like he... He shouldn't, should. he, shouldn't he be good? Yeah. And then he wasn't, I don't know, maybe he'll he'll work out there, but I I don't see it. And then Pirtle's fine, but he's kind of just a big plotting center, which can get run off the floor pretty easily. I I liked their draft, but I, I don't know what guys really turn like into legit guys this year for the team. I, I think they have some good pieces. For the next two or three years, especially if they were willing to sell off Demar and Lamarcus, like they could be the Pelicans, like pretty easily if they sold yeah. off one of them and just said like we're going to co- put some good veterans, some good young players, and kind of just give them the keys and let's just see what happens. Obviously, you're missing a huge piece there in Zion compared to the Pelicans, but like you could be in like a good situation still, like moving forward. I just don't think they're going to do it, and I I don't ultimately believe that DeMar and LaMarcus can continue to carry this team. They barely got to the playoffs last year. It didn't look good once they were there. And another year older to me just says like, you got to know when to sell. Yeah. And maybe this is just the Boston in me. (laughs) So I'd rather sell a year too early than a year too late. So I'm going to, I'm going to sell you a year early on the Spurs. That's a good point. I mean, like it's, you gotta think like they've had this streak, and at some point, like it's just gotta end with it the has playoffs, to. right? And I mean, like they've been so good, it's hard to have sustained success for this long. And maybe it's finally catching up to them. And I don't know, like what pop pop's role will be, like if they're like to sell off the team, yeah, halfway through the year, like he wouldn't quit he wouldn't be fired but they'd be like hey pop we're gonna transition you into like a management yeah. role and let whatever assistant coach they Tim want Duncan is taking yeah. over. <laughs> like right like i don't know so that's just i'm like it's just a weird situation you'd say like well look at pop he was getting Bryn forbes to average like 12 points a game last year you can look at it as a successor pop or you could look at it as this team needed Bryn forbes to, to score, score 12. 12 points a game just to like barely make the playoffs like yeah i'm just not betting on those type of things continuing to work out for the rest of forever especially when you're continuing to lean on mills bellinelli carol DeRozan, gay aldridge like those guys just can't keep it up and like legitimately they are old now yeah. if they were not old before they are old now and on some level we just have to have this moment of realization I wouldn't be surprised if they're fighting for the playoffs, but I'm not going to say the Spurs are going to make the playoffs just because they're the Spurs anymore. You, I just, I'm not there, and therefore, that's a step back. That's fair. That's really fair. And I'm going to do the take that someone does every, every year there it is. on this podcast. The Portland Trailblazers are yep. taking a step back. I mean, Again, this one has a little bit more uh, wiggle room. Yeah, this one does. Uh... And, like, they were the three. They've been the three the last two years. Made the Western Conference Finals this past year. 
Got swept the year before. <laughs> got swept the year before. Got swept in the Western Conference Finals. Although it was a closer series at times than that sweep indicates. Yes. I will give you all those points. And then I say, where is your freaking wing depth <laughs> on point. this team? Yep. You're like, who are who's playing serious minutes? Like, you're banking Ro- on Rodney Hood, like, having a significant role on this team. Yeah, Rodney Hood's starting. Like, I just, that's up, true. Just, like, straight up. And Kent Bazemore and Mario Hazona, Hazonia, excuse me, are, like, you need those guys. Yeah. Like, you, you need Nasir Little to be something this year. I don't know how much of something, but something. You need Zach Collins to play probably power forward. A lot of it. Like, a lot of power forward. You need like probably you probably need like twenty minutes a game from Anthony Tolliver. And that power forward. Like that that in itself should be a ton of concern. And I know, like, I know the Portland Trail Blazers are gonna be in the conversation to make the playoffs. They will be. Oh yeah. I I'll like I'll give you that. Yes. They will be in the conversation. I just don't think they're gonna be the three this year. Because the top, That's totally fair. The top three Teams in the West are better than they've been in the last couple years, I think. And I, I just don't see it. Like, like I know Dame's going to put up a ton of shots, but, like, at some point he's going to, like, at some point he's going to have to take some games where he's not taking 50 shots a game or 20 shots a game, whatever it yeah. is. Because he's just, like... <laughs> Like, like, by the time Western Conference Finals came around this year, like, he was exhausted. And it was noticeable. Like, he couldn't, like, run around and do his normal stuff like he would do during the regular season. Also, they need Nurkic back playing how Nurkic was playing. Yeah, and... And you can't, like, 100% assume that after his injury. They have Hassan Whiteside, which has been, like, the opposite of what Nurkic does. Yeah. Like... Dame could at least drop it to Nurkic, and he could make a play with the ball. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, like, wants it in the post and wants to dunk. Yeah. And, the, like, that type of playmaking is just, like, what this team needs from Nurkic, mm-hmm. not from Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. No, I I understand that. And, like, you're not saying that they're going to be, like, a bottom two team in the West probably. But, like, just a, a reasonable step back as being, like, a four or five. Maybe I even mean, six. Uh, like... Yeah, maybe the six, but they could also be end up being the eight. I guess they could. I I'm, I just trust Dame more than that. I guess my personal yeah. opinion to get him higher than the eight, because I think hit, like Dame is smart enough to know like if we get to the like probably the seven or eight, like we're we're kind of screwed. But if we can get to the six, if we can find a way to win that extra game, because usually that's all it separates the six from the eight is a game or two. Right. If we can win that game or two and only quote unquote only have to play. Denver or whatever team it might be there like that that's a win I think that it feels like to me the Portland Trailblazers are the new Oklahoma City Thunder in that like this team should be better than what it is and it's just kind of not it's just kind of stuck but that's just my my personal opinion of what the Portland Trailblazers have like again like I guess like three teams have all the threes and fours in the league and like, feels like it. No one else can have any anything else. Nope. So I don't know. Just it's just a weird. It's gonna be a weird year, and I'm very excited for it. But mm-hmm. let's get into our seasonal awards. MVP. We can kind of do these somewhat quick 
Do you want to do these quick? Yeah. What do you, what do you want to do? Yeah, because some of these are... Self-explained. Yeah. I think the, the listeners will understand. MVP, I said Harden. I said Giannis. I was tempted to go with an L.A. guy, but I just don't know if either anyone's going to play enough games. Yeah, I mean, like... Straight up. Like, same thing in Philly. I honestly think LeBron will make a nice push for MVP. Yeah, I think so, too. But I also think that he's going to take, like, a month and a half stretch where he's going to do a LeBron and just rest. Probably. <laughs> and therefore, like, you know, you're not going to feel good voting for him for MVP. I, I think this is going to be, again, another Harden Giannis race yep. it'll be some other guys obviously getting votes but i think it's top two same or same as last year we just differ on who do you think will win it this year six man we we have different answers again i said spencer dinwiddie i like it net nets dude so i mean i think they'll be good and i don't think Kyrie's gonna start play all 82 but i don't think dinwiddie's gonna start enough to like get out of the six man conversation he got paid, but not like an outrageous deal. Still a little hunger there. I think it's going to be a good team. He can kind of play the one, two, or three. So I just like that he he can get a lot of minutes without being the starter. I I had some very serious other contender, contenders. Obviously, Lou Will. We're trying to deviate from Lou Will, by the way. Yeah. Not just say Lou Will. Um, I also really thought, like, Kuzma. I like I it. I don't think he's yeah. going to start for the Lakers. He might play starter minutes. But I, ultimately, I think guards will get the nod because he's just going to get more scoring opportunities. So I like it. My, my sixth man for 2019-2020, uh, Montrez Harrell. Again, it's a good one. It's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, like, he co-won it last year, I guess. I don't, Feels like it. I don't know how that exactly panned out. But um, really good player. And I yeah. think he's going to be really fun on the Clippers this year. Defensive player of the year. I said Joel Embiid. I like it. I like it. Because I think they're going to try and make every game 94 to 84. Like, Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, with how fast Joel wants to play, yeah. It's going to be like a and, 89, 90 point, yeah. points a game. And uh, also, I think Al Horford's going to make Joel Embiid look really good. Yes. So, yeah. I think that's going to be helpful. That's going to be a big help because, you know, if you don't have to defend one of the best defenders or play one of the best defenders at your position every yeah. every, every couple of games it, it's a huge benefit to you i said Giannis. man to win mvp and defense player of the year I that's think he, tough i think he's i think he's gonna come out with a little fire this year again yeah uh and it's gonna be fun i think it, he's gonna be more snippy with people this year than what has been previously reported, because like that has been a buzz around Milwaukee, is like he gets snippy, like yeah. no, and no one really talks about it. But I think he's gonna come out with a little fire, and I, we're gonna. I think see he it. really he really cares. He really does. He really wants. I think he wanted Defensive Player of the Year this past year, yeah. but didn't get it. Rookie player, rookie of the year. So I'm gonna one Zion, <laughs> but if you made me say someone else, um, I'll go Jarrett Culver. I like. Uh, I think he's going to start in Minnesota for at least a majority, if not just straight up all of the season. Yeah, he probably will take over what should be Andrew Wiggins' role. Well, I could even see him. I could see them doing something like Teague, Culver, Wiggins, Covington, Towns. That would be a really that, good again, lineup. Fun lineup there. So I could see Culver, if not from the beginning of the year, maybe by game like twenty or thirty. So starting fifty, sixty games, playing in 
probably 70 to 80 games this year. At worst, if he's not starting, he's a sixth man for that team. Just fun, fun guy there who can, who can score a little bit, and that team needs some scoring. Yes. Good guy in pick and roll, too. I got John Morant. I t- I said in one of the previous podcast off season podcasts we did a way too early hot takes mm-hmm. podcast Matt and I said Zion's not winning rookie. League I yet. know you did. So I'm sticking to it, John Morant. I I like I said earlier. I think Zion the pressure for Zion to be great is not there and therefore that devalues for whatever reason his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Morant is going to get the ball a lot in his hands. You know, he, yeah, he will have the ball in his in his hands a lot. I I do wonder, like, man, he's just so slight. Is he gonna get banged up a little? Yeah, I do. I do worry. And Memphis being like, we're gonna say like, we'll sit you down. Like, we're not gonna risk this. But Memphis isn't playing for anything this year. Um, they finally accepted that, obviously, by trading Mike Conley. Um, but I I really like him. I think it's gonna have a lot of like really good games, really flashy plays for sure. It's gonna be fun watching him. See if he's gonna be actual like. Cal- like MB- NBA caliber like point guard that we think he can or if he's going to be like a nice rotation player. Yeah. Most improved. This is our favorite category, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go with a different strategy than I did last year. <laughs> um, last year I picked Fultz. Because I was it like, couldn't get any worse. Couldn't get any worse. And, well, he's plays for the Magic now, so it got worse. <laughs> um, I This year, I'm going to go with Justice Winslow. Okay. So... My idea here with with Winslow is he only averaged like 12 and a half points per game for Miami this past year. I think he's going to take over full-time starter and I really I just genuinely think they're going to leave him as a starting point guard. Like and to me that's just super fun and that'd be a fun thing for them to do with him is uh just say like you know what this whole Dragic thing's kind of awkward. We're going to basically would Dragic do the Anthony Davis thing? Um like we'll play you 15 20 minutes but come fourth quarter you're just sitting down because yeah. uh we kind of don't like you anymore <laughs> um and that means winslow's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot i know they brought in butler so that's a little less playmaking for winslow at times but from minute one to minute 40 winslow's still gonna get a lot more playmaking touches than he did last year consistently i think the scoring just goes up I'm just betting on his his scoring um, taking a jump from 12 and a half points a game to like 17, 18. Yeah. If he can be at 18, his rebounds can go up from five to six or seven. Assists can go up from four to five. The defense is there. Miami's a much better team. Like Miami takes a big step. He plays more than 66 games. He started 52. If he plays 75 and starts 75. I, to me, that that just is, is screaming for uh, a guy who we knew was good. We knew had skill, but it's finally realized. And a lot of people, I feel like voters anyway, who like they had this idea of him and this idea of him working out. And then when it finally works out, they want to say like almost a validation of like, look, I was right. He's working yeah. out. So yeah. we're going to vote for him. I could see some, some sort of narrative forming like that. And Miami is just relevant again. Yeah. Finally. That's going to be part of it too. Yeah. I, I I like that pick in particular because he started doing things. Like, he started, like, you could finally see it, like, after, like, halfway through last season. Yeah. Everyone was like, okay, Justin Winslow, probably not an NBA player. And, and like, then, the last, like, 40 games or so. Yeah. And then, like, they kind of just, like, 
by default had to give him the ball and like it started working really mm-hmm. well for them and I, I I like Justin Winslow quite a bit and I'm ex- I'm excited for him I think you'll like my pick I, I want to Jalen Brown it's because yeah. it, it's almost <laughs> it's almost the theory that you went with Marco Fultz it's like man you got to do something or not like that like yeah this, like this is it like dude like if you're wanting to be a premier like defender premier uh wing player in the nba this you, is your d- year to make a statement you want to get paid this off season yeah like and that's really it he's looking for a hundred million dollar contract and right now the reports are boston is nowhere close to that number Ooh. so <laughs> like i they want jalen brown to be what you're talking about for sure but Jalen Brown just has not been able to prove like consistently he can be that guy. He had some really good games in the playoffs um, throughout the last few years, but nothing consistent. He started off last year terribly, but it, he did right the ship, and I, he doesn't get enough credit for that, but he did right the ship. By the end of the year, he was a pretty good basketball player. But there were times like Boston's like, we can't start you. Yeah. And, and that's concerning considering like you're, you're like the premier build for an NBA wing now. And you should have all the tools in the world, which then makes you think he should be able to put it together and be an MIP candidate. But man, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like Boston either, like he turns into this most improved, like awesome, like one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Which he could be. He could be. He's shown flashes of it for sure. Or Boston trades him. Like, those yeah. are the two outcomes here. I really feel like that's it. Like, that, that is the outcome this year for Jalen Brown. And whether that's good or bad, like, it's just his time to do something. And I almost put J- J- or Jason Tatum. I don't think Jason Tatum has that much pressure on him um, because I think he's still going to be fine. Um, mm-hmm. He's still trending in the right direction, even though it wasn't this, like, astronomical jump that people were wanting. Yeah. I really like J- I I really like Jalen Brown and I think he can make make a jump this year. Again, all the tools are there. Smartest guy on the court, but it you just eventually it has to all come together like at the same time for I, like every game. I think it will. I think the culture will change because of what Kyrie Irving left. I'll say Kimba I, might really help Jalen Brown, like really sneaky help him. Yeah, and that might be the thing is like Kemba understands, all right, this is the best team by far I've been on in my pro career. It's like I can help these guys avoid what I had to go through. Yeah. And maybe that's just it. Maybe Kemba's just a default better leader than Kyrie. I, I could see it. I I mean, like, I hope it's true. Let's go into dive into the playoffs. Let's start off like we have with every other category and start in the East. Matt. I guess we can kind of talk about our top tier teams first. Yeah. What are your your top tier teams? So my top tier in the East is right now is just two teams. It's Milwaukee and Philly. Those those are mine too. That's just like if I had to draw a line, that's where I'm going to draw a line, and and that's it. Um, As much as anything, it's I know what the stars are there, and I know what the at least the rest of the starters are going to be, and the bench is fine. It's good enough considering you have at any given point you're gonna have the best player on the court so that's kind of why i say there are gonna be other good teams in the east but that's why they're gonna be the great teams in the east yeah i think 
So I I mean like I think of this top kind of tiered tier like one A is Milwaukee for me, and tier one A B is Philadelphia because I just need to see it to believe it's actually mm-hmm. gonna work. Like they have this theory that going big is gonna be really great for them. Yeah. It could really not be. Like, it could go really horribly. And no one's really talking about that side of it, which is kind of concerning. Like, it's like one of those things, like, if you hear enough people say, like, Team A is going to win, and it's like 80% people are saying that, well, guess what? Team B is freaking winning because there's too many people taking (laughs) Team A. Like, it just feels like that to me. Like, it feels too obvious that this is going to go super smoothly. I think they're going to struggle early on. Philly is. Yeah. And I, they they will eventually figure it out. And they're the, like, talent-wise, second-best team. One of the two best teams in the East. Oh, I could see it, like, the last 25 games of the year, Philly goes, like, 19-6. and six Yeah. Or something, they, like, they just could, ridiculous like that. They could have, like, a 20-5 and five stretch or, like, a 21-4 and four stretch in the season, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. They, they could also go, like, 10-15 and 15 for a random 25-game stretch, and you're like... Yeah, yeah, yep. That, <laughs> that thought that could happen too. Yeah. And like that's the concerning thing for me for Philly. Milwaukee not so much. We kind of know what that is now. Yeah. Even and, with like some of their lost players during the the off season, you still brought in a couple good pieces. They're and Giannis at the end of the day is going to be good enough to Giannis get you by is the best player on either team. Yeah. Straight up. And like that's the thing that's that gives me the confidence in Milwaukee. And I totally understand that. So then after those two teams uh, comes like this kind of weird tier. Yeah. I I have four teams in it. Uh, for me, Indiana, Miami, Brooklyn, and Boston. Those are, yeah. Yeah, so those are the same teams your, for me. Your order can differ, but that it's that group. And part of it's going to depend on what does the star do. For Indiana, when does Oladipo come back? Yep. What does he do? Miami, what does Jimmy Butler do or not do, I guess? <laughs> um, Brooklyn, same, same thing. What does Kyrie do or not do? And then Boston, what? how far can Kimba get them? So it, it's really just dependent on the superstar, and maybe they have one other guy that can really step up and, and take the, the mantle alongside that star. For Indiana, it'd be probably Brogdon or Turner. For Miami, I mean Winslow. Would be, would be the guy there. Brooklyn. I'm Karis. Yeah. That's kind of the concerning thing is yeah. for me for the Nets is like they lost a lot of talent this off season. Mm-hmm. That was crucial to their run in the playoffs to get yeah. to the playoffs. And, and Durant just can't play this year. You, you're sacrificing yes. guys and a spot for a guy who can't play. Now when he can play great, but he can't yet. And for Boston Tatum. Yeah. Like it's really just top guy. And then what, of the second guys can really take that step up to, to help them out. So that's the one, like I'm, I have no idea how to order those teams. Like I can sit here all day and just mix and match where you're going to put them at three, four, five, six. And I would feel fine putting them anywhere in that range. Really, truly any <laughs> yep. of them, but that's kind of where I'm at there. And then who, who's going to sneak into the playoffs, Ryan in the East? Uh, it does like, Honest question, does it even freaking matter? No, but just for the sake of conversation. <laughs> so, 7, 8, 9, 10 is really what we're talking about yeah. here. My group is going to be... I'm Atlanta, 
uh, Detroit, Toronto, and Orlando. Okay. So, I had three of those teams. So, uh, this is the one difference. And also, a difference, uh, both of who you think, as of right now, you you listed at 7-8, but like we said, it's kind of a tier yeah. as much as anything. Um, I said Orlando, Chicago. Interesting. Atlanta, Detroit. Going with the leadership council. That's um, Are they going to lead their way into the playoffs, Matt? So, <laughs> uh, so Chicago, slowly but surely, has... Gone with our age-old philosophy, Ryan. <laughs> don't, don't play players who suck. And all of a sudden, like Chris Dunn's like kind of out of the lineup. Um, at worst, he's gonna be like the tenth guy for this team. And then so you have Sadoransky, Levine, Porter, Markinen, Carter. You drafted Colby White. You brought in Thad Young. I think Daniel Gafford's a fine backup center. Really like Colby White. Yeah. Really like Colby White. And then like you kind of have like Dunn, Hutchison, Archidiacono, Blakeney, like. Basically, if one of those last four guys starts sucking, all right, we're going to play a different one. <laughs> like, you're, you're straight up, you're just not going to play if you, if you like, reasonably suck um, on, on any given night. So I'm thinking, like, man, they got, like, eight really good NBA players on this team. And then those last couple rotation spots, they have, like, four guys, and you just play whoever doesn't suck that night. Like, you know what? I just think Chicago's kind of there. Yeah, I mean, this like, is they, me completely taking back my Zach Levine takes. <laughs> this is you eating all of your yeah. Zach Levine takes, and I like that. Good on you for. I like. I can admit wrong. that. I think Orlando, like, there, there's just gonna be something there. I think I, I buy into Isaac taking a step. Aaron Gordon. Uh, I I had said uh, earlier I really like him. He very easily could be my MIP. He was my yeah. other candidate for yeah, most yeah. improved player. So I could see him taking getting over that twenty point per game. I think Vucevic can still just be eighteen and ten and just be good. Bomba will play more. Hopefully, be hopefully. decent. Hopefully, yeah. So I'm, that's why I picked them. And then we can have the Atlanta discussion. What we already have have a little bit. Trey Young, I Trey Young and Co. I mean, like I have Atlanta listed a little bit higher on your list. Again, this is the grouping, but. I think Atlanta just straight up makes the playoffs this year. See, to me, it's like damage Chicago. Yeah. And on some level, I'll pick Chicago because I see more dudes who have played NBA basketball. That's fair. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta made it by a game and Chicago missed it by a game or vice versa. Like, to me, it's just both reasonable because they're both in similar spots. I'm just going to lean the experience there. Yeah, and that's fair. And, like, Zach Levine has earned that right. Like, he played really well last year. He I can just say like he's a good NBA basketball player now, um, like just <laughs> definitively, up. yeah. And then Detroit, like I have him in the conversation, but I don't feel good about it. I still don't feel good about their guards. Honestly, I feel best out of like their potential ball handler situation. I think Derrick Rose is their best player, which is scary and not a good way. Yeah, I mean, like my thing about Detroit is I always default like best player, whoever like gets the nod for me. So, yeah. like, I think Blake Griffin, out of these four teams, just straight up has the best player in yeah. Blake Griffin. And, like, that counts for something for me. And I think with what Blake did last year, albeit not, like, an MVP performance or, like, anything like that. Man, he was he really is, good. He, sa- he said, get on my back and let's get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm just worried about a back injury now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's legit back and knee injuries. And, like, he started sneakily, like, shooting really good, like... 
he was a really good three-point shooter last year. Yeah, just you know, like off the bounce, off the catch. Like he was doing it all. And it and, was awesome. And that team still barely made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so that, what if he misses 10 more games? Like, they're going to go 2-8 and eight in those games. That's what Derrick Rose is there for. Okay, <laughs> all right. But, like, I, I get them being in the conversation 100%. Yeah. But in terms of them, like, getting there, it's just, it's tough to think that. It just is. But I wouldn't be surprised. Any of those four wouldn't be surprised if they made it or missed it. You have Toronto in your grouping also. Part of me is just, I, I'm just thinking they're selling yeah. this year. It's going to start poorly, and they're going to be like, you know, we can still get something for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So, let's. Musayu Ujiri has not been the one for uh, um, sentimental value no. around Detroit, uh, or Toronto, excuse me. Um, and he's going to sell Kyle Lowry as, yeah. like, the highest bidder is going to get. Abaka, probably Gasol. Like, you can get something back for those guys that aren't, like, terrible. Yeah. And I, basically, they're all expiring deals. You might have to wait closer to trade deadline. That's so fine. For, for players who, I mean, you're going to straight up have to wait this December because half the league got signed a new deal. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so uh, December 15th, I think, is that date. Uh, you're going to have to wait until then to trade any of those guys, but anybody who's thinks they're in contention or wants to be in contention can add Mark Gasol, and that dude's going to give you straight up 20 good yeah. minutes. Even if he's just a backup, that's fine. There'll be there'll be teams that'll call. There will be. And uh, I think Toronto will be smart to listen and – They'll probably find a deal because so many teams are going to think, and you'll kind of see it when we talk about the West. Also, there it's open. This this is as open of a year as you've had. So if you think Marcus Saul coming in and playing 15 minutes a game off the bench can help you get from the four seed to the two seed in your conference, and you think then that helps you really make a legit playoff push, you do it. And Masai just like, hey, someone else is calling saying the same thing. So what are you going to add to your offer? Yeah. How many picks can you give me? Yep. So uh, I I just think Toronto's going to sell off, and that record at the end is going to look real bad. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to want to lose some games. Um, They they have their pick and San Antonio's? No, no. They don't have pick. Never mind. Yeah. And either way. I thought they had additional pick. Never mind. So I think that ends the East for us. Let's get into a slightly more competitive conference, especially towards the back half anyway. Um, so West, my top tier, I'm including three teams in it. I'm going to say yep. Houston, Denver, and the Clippers. Yep, that's, I, I agree with you there. So again, you can say whatever order out of those three wouldn't be super shocked. I'm, I'm thinking the Rockets will end up with the best record. Because James Harden and Russell Westbrook will really care about that. And I'm not sure the other two like care as much as they do. No, Kawhi's going to be taking a couple just like nights off just exploring around L.A. Yeah, and that's fine. And De- shorts, because that's what he can do in the middle <laughs> yeah. of January in L.A. Uh, and then Denver, like I think Denver will definitely be trying. Um, but at the same time, I, I think they're not going to be as concerned about winning 60 games this year. If they can get to like... 52, 50, 54, they're going to be like, yeah, that's fine. As long as everyone's healthy, rested, ready for the playoffs, and they don't have to do a seven-game series with San Antonio to start the playoffs again, like, they'll be happy with where they are. Yeah, there's cohesion there that yeah. I just like. Like, Jokic plus Jamal Murray gets you at least the five to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And then from there, Gary Harris adding on some good games, maybe the development of Michael Porter Jr., Malik Beasley, my boy. Hey, Monte Morris, let's go. Um, Could have been the most improved player for me. 
if we did it for just like the last half of the season, yeah. Mike Beasley uh, would have been awesome choice. Uh, but so like to me, like it's a very clear like the talent of the Clippers, the talent of the Rockets, the cohesion of Denver just really makes you think like th- those are the top teams in the West that someone's gonna have to knock off. Yeah. I mean, and we're assuming health here is good for these teams, but someone's gonna have to go knock them off. After that, I have another three-team tier. Um, I go, again, whatever order you want to arrange them, Utah, Portland, Lakers. Yep, same exact for me. Okay, so again, order, you can argue it. Lakers, you're betting that it comes together reasonably quick. Otherwise, they are closer to the six than they are the four. Also, their depth is trash. Um, <laughs> what you're saying, Dwight Howard? And- <laughs> it's the backup center, and I don't believe it. Um, so there's that. Um, Utah, I like the guys they've acquired. I like Donovan Mitchell. Um, it's a really good team. There's just a lot of really good teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like It felt like Utah could have been one of the in that top tier early on in the summer. And then, like, the Clippers went and got Paul George yeah. and flipped the whole thing upside down. So that's just where I'm kind of at, like, prove it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up as a top three seed. Yes. I don't know if they're a top three team, but I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up as a top three seed. Um, kind of saying with Portland, wouldn't be totally shocked if they get the three seed again somehow. <laughs> but I also wouldn't be shocked if they're the six seed. Um, or somewhere in between. It's just how many games can those extra... Just five games per year that are just like swing games how many can damon cj get you last year that seemed like they got all of them this year if what if you get three all of a sudden that drops you a couple slots you know yeah I, just I, that think, close. I think mo harkless and uh aminu aminu just it, it hurts to lose those yeah. guys you gotta have guys who can guard the wings and in this conference especially yes like just having really good perimeter defenders for even if you can't stop them, but for Harden, Russ, Murray, Gary Harris, Paul George, like Kawhi, like you just need guys who can like competently guard out there. Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, like those are the top four ish probably teams in the West, and those are eight guys who on Portland saying ah, I'm going to take that guy and shut him down. I don't, I don't see that guy. I mean, no, like there's not at all. There's not anybody. And like, like Kent Bazemore is the closest thing to a competent defensive player you have in your wing rotations right now. That ain't good. Not good. So that's why I'm not out on Portland, obviously, because I have them in the top six of the West, and, and so do you. But there is reason to, for concern there. Just is. I think their window for contention is closing very quickly. Yeah, they do something. And at the end, I. I had Warriors, Kings, Spurs, and Pelicans in that 7th or 10. Yeah, I had Spurs, Warriors, Kings, Timberwolves. And so my, on my Pelicans, I put, dep- depends on how many games Zion <laughs> plays. Otherwise, I put slash Timberwolves. I, so, I, like, I'm right there with you. I, I really, like you said, Jarrett Culver, really good player. He's going to be fun. I hope I predicted one of my hot takes earlier on one of those podcasts that we did in the off season was uh andrew wiggins is actually gonna do something this year Ooh. which is kind of a take like it's no it should, is it shouldn't be a take but it is a take and and then we're just saying carl Anthony towns is really really good yeah so like that's the difference and i i totally totally get that um i just 
again, Pelicans, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm big on their team, but they have one to 10. Um, but then we get into like your, your up and coming team was the Kings and the West, but then my down team was the Spurs. <laughs> so like they're really fighting for that last spot in my eyes. Cause to me, like the Warriors are going to make it and they're going to be the seven, maybe the six even, but like to me, they're going to confidently make it at the bottom of the playoffs. Maybe they're actually better than that when Clay comes back. I think you could convince me into the Warriors being in that second tier of teams. Like somehow getting like the five. Somehow getting the five and like this D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, Draymond thing actually is going to work way better than we actually think it is. So one, I actually, I I do think it's going to work better than we think it is. It's just their depth is crap. Yes. So like, even if it is working really, really well, okay, well what happens when those guys need to like have a drink of Gatorade. <laughs> like, Need to rest like Steph Curry. Yeah. Just play like 48 minutes a night. Yeah. Their plus minus numbers could be incredible. <laughs> um, so the, the case for Steph Curry's MVP season, let alone, it's just the fact that like, I don't know. Is Jordan Poole the backup point guard on this team? Um, yeah. So like, but so like the Warriors are going to make it though. I'm kind of just betting on the Warriors being the Warriors. And again, health, I'm assuming Curry's healthy enough. Russell's healthy enough. Draymond's healthy enough, and Clay is able to make a reasonable return. Not game 40, but game 55, 60. So that's kind of where I'm at with them. And then it's just, I think the Pelicans aren't going to make the playoffs, but they'll be in the conversation, be fun. Question for you. as In our top 10, neither one of us had the Dallas Mavericks. Are they 11 for you? Because I feel like they're more... They're 11. Al- well, but uh- then I have the, the Timberwolves... If if Zion only plays like fifty games, then the Pelicans would fall to like the twelve, mm. and the Mavericks get it bumped up to eleven. But if I'm thinking Zion's playing sixty five plus, I'm keeping the Pelicans at ten, and then Timberwolves eleven, Mavs 12. twelve, and again love the Doncic uh, Porzingis pairing. I want to assume good health for Porzingis, but I need him to play basketball. You need to see it. Yeah. yeah that's fair. And then uh, the rest of our team, I'm just not crazy about. Like, I think their starting backcourt is going to be DeLon Wright and uh, Seth Curry. And then I think their backups are going to be Jalen Brunson, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. Not All guys, I, I would feel good about each of those guys being the third guy off the bench. But mm. someone has to be the first guy yeah. off the bench. Yeah. So, and then same thing with, like, Wright and Curry. I'm cool with them being, like, the first guy off the bench. But they're probably going to have to start. They're the fifth starter. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at worst, I want them both to be the fifth starter. Well, between Kleber, Curry, and Wright, someone's got to be the third. <laughs> so, again, that's just kind of where I'm at with this team. Like, I, I like their top-end talent. I feel fine about, like, their middle of the pack guys. I would just prefer them all, like, a tier lower in their roles than what they actually are going to have to be for this team. So, like, I don't know. Like, I like them. I just don't love them yet. Yeah, and and that's what I was kind of debating about that 8, 9, 10 is, like, man, do, do the Mavs sneak in here? And that's the tough thing with the West is, like, you I could, mean, in you the could East, just, I could see it. You could convince me that the Kings are the 11 and the Mavericks are the 9 for me. Like, it's just, like, that, I guess so, yeah. Like, it's just that up in the air for me. And, like, the West is so competitive. It's going to be so good this year. Yeah. It's got to be really good. Matt, do you, do you want to add anything else before we end our 2019-2020 NBA season preview? 
I, I just need some games to get started. Yes. ASAP. We have a preseason coming up this week. Yeah, we do. Media days and all that stuff. Like, honestly, like, is the NBA preseason more useless than the NFL preseason? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's legit, like, the most, like, useless, like, time ever. Because at least in the NFL, like, you'll see starters play. <laughs> or at least top-ish end guys play. Right now, I mean... De'Aaron Fox shouldn't even suit up for the Kings, right? If he's not suiting up for the Summer League, he sure as heck shouldn't be suiting up for preseason games. Yeah, so, like, I'm just cool with, like, Fox, Bagley, like, even, like, that level of guys, like, not suiting up for the preseason. Like, they don't need it. I guess I said pre- or, uh, Summer League. I meant USA. Team yeah. USA. Yeah, get that garbage out of here. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening to episode 51 of the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker. Uh, that's Matt Chamberlain. And uh, we're going to be doing a, another football podcast pretty soon, so yeah. be on the lookout for that. We'll uh, check in on our predictions, which, huh, they're not going well. <laughs> Talk about our trash fantasy teams. Yeah, we can do that, too. All right, well, we'll see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.